Welcome to the City Church Sermon Podcast. City Church is located in Frisco, Texas, just north of Dallas. Our hope and prayer is that the following message can serve as an encouragement, blessing, and an inspiration in your walk with Christ. If you have any questions about City Church and want more information about us, or you want to visit during one of our Sunday celebrations, please visit us online at citychurchfrisco.org or email us at hello at citychurchfrisco.org. If you would like to contribute financially to this ministry, you can do so at citychurchfrisco.org slash give. Thank you for listening. Hey Amen. As you get back to your seats, I'm going to ask you to open your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 13. We're starting a short, very short sermon series, only two weeks. That we're calling When God's People... Praise and worship. Abran sus Biblias a Hebreos capítulo 13. Estamos comenzando un corto serie de mensajes, nomás dos mensajes esta semana, la siguiente, que estamos intitulando Cuando el pueblo de Dios alaba y adora. When God's people praise and worship. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. Hebreos capítulo 13, verso 15. When you have it, say amen. Amen. Hebreos capítulo 13, verso 15. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. If you didn't bring a Bible, we're going to have it up on the screen. This is a short verse. I'm waiting on somebody to show up so we can do the screen. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. Amen. The Word of God says, la palabra de Dios dice, through Jesus, therefore... Let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. Everyone say a sacrifice of praise. Let's try that again. Everyone say a sacrifice of praise. One, two, three. The fruit of lips that openly profess his name. En español dice, así que ofrezcamos continuamente a Dios por medio de Jesucristo un sacrificio de alabanza. Todos digan un sacrificio de alabanza. Oh, we gotta wake up, church. We gotta wake up. Es decir, el fruto de los labios que confiesan su nombre. We're gonna read one more verse, and it's just a few pages over. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. Vamos a leer otro verso, unas páginas después de esta. Primera de Pedro, capítulo 2, verso 9. Man, dice la palabra de Dios. Pero ustedes no son así. Porque son un pueblo elegido. Son sacerdotes del Rey. Una nación santa, posesión exclusiva de Dios. Por eso pueden mostrar a otros la bondad de Dios. Pues Él los ha llamado a salir de oscuridad y entrar en su luz maravillosa. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9 says, But you are not like that. For you are a chosen people. You are royal priests. 
a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Can someone say amen? Our message title today is A Sacrifice of Praise. Nuestro título en esta tarde es Un Sacrificio de Alabanza. Let's pray. Father, we come before your presence. We honor you. We exalt your name. And today, Lord, as we speak and we learn and we receive about our praises to you, I ask you, Lord, that you would open our hearts. Señor, mientras recibimos y escuchamos y tú nos hablas acerca, Señor, de la alabanza que debe de estar en nuestros labios, te pedimos, Señor, que tú abras nuestros corazones. We need to praise you. Necesitamos alabarte. Lord, I said we need to praise you. Necesitamos alabarte. Nuestro espíritu te necesita. Our spirit needs you. And we need to lift up that praise in Jesus' name. In the nombre de Jesús. Dele un aplauso, Señor. Give God a big hand praise once again. And you may be seated. You may be seated. A sacrifice of praise. Un sacrificio de alabanza. Listen, when we read about the Bible, when we read the Bible and we... And we, and we start learning about the Bible. Cuando empezamos a, a leer la Biblia, cuando comenzamos a aprender acerca de la Biblia, uh, we realize that the Bible is about three things. The Bible is about a king, about his kingdom, and his children. Cuando empezamos a aprender de la Biblia, nos damos cuenta de tres cosas. Que la Biblia se trata de, de tres cosas. De un rey, su reino, y sus hijos. When you read the Bible, I mean, that's everything that those words that are written in this book that we call the Word of God, that's all that it's pointing us to. Ultimately, it's pointing us to a king, and it's telling us about his kingdom, and it's telling us about who we are in relation to this king and our role in relation to this kingdom. Cuando leemos la Biblia, básicamente todo lo podemos sumarizar, no sé si esa es una palabra, podemos dar un resumen, mejor dicho, de, de la palabra que estamos leyendo, que todo se trata de un rey y, y, y que ese rey tiene un reino y la relación que tenemos nosotros con ese rey y el papel que nosotros llevamos en el reino de ese rey. Now, for us that we live in the very blessed United States of America, it's hard for us to really grasp what a kingdom is. Because we don't live in a kingdom. Para nosotros que vivimos en el Estados Unidos, es muy difícil realmente entender que es un reino. Porque, porque no vivimos en un reino. Some of us we would say that we live in a democracy. Some of us would say that we live in a republic. Government for the people and by the people. ¿Verdad? Algunos decimos que tal vez vivimos en una, democ de una democracia o en una república que es gobierno para la gente, por la gente. So we, we can't 
wrap our minds around really, really what a kingdom is. Yes, we, we've seen the movies. Yes, we, we see when Prince Harry mar marries princes, or not princes, but Meghan Markle, right? We see those things, but we don't really, we don't get it. We don't really understand the weight that there is when we're talking about a king or a kingdom. No, no, vemos las películas y no podemos realmente entender lo que es un reino verdadero porque tal vez lo miramos en una película, tal vez si sí miramos que hay reyes que todavía, o reinas que todavía existen, príncipes, pero no podemos realmente conectarnos con eso porque no vivimos bajo eso y nunca lo hemos experimentado. We've never lived it. We've never experienced it. We don't live in a monarchy. No vivimos bajo una monarquía. So we don't know what it is to, to live under a king who has absolute power over the state. No, no sabemos que, que, cómo se siente vivir bajo un rey que tiene poder absoluto. But maybe you don't need to live under a monarchy to understand that there is something when we're talking about royals, we're talking about a king, there's something that is called royal protocol. Tal vez no tenemos que vivir en una monarquía bajo un rey para poder entender que cuando se trata de un rey hay algo que se llama un protocolo real. There's royal protocol. And one of the things about royal protocol, what it tells us is that if if someone is going to come before the presence of the king, is going to visit the king, is going to request an audience with the king, una de las cosas que podemos entender de, 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 del protocolo real es que cuando alguien va a venir ante la presencia del rey o va a entrar en una audiencia con el rey o está pidiendo visitar con el rey, no puede llegar con las manos vacías. You cannot approach a king in his kingdom with your hands empty. You have to bring a gift. No puedes llegar con las manos vacías. Tienes que traer un regalo. This is why when we see ambassadors or dignitaries on the news that they went to go visit the king of Jordan... Or, or even some very high-ranking, we're not talking about prime ministers, we're not talking about presidents. We, we have a president, but we don't have a king. Praise God for that, right? We, we, have, we have that, right? But, but when one of our ambassadors or one of our dignitaries is visiting a, a, a king, the king of Jordan, or the, one of those kings that are out in the Middle East, they always show up with a gift. Cuando... Un embajador o un dignitario que está representando a un país o a un pueblo o una gente viene ante la presencia. Lo vemos en las noticias cuando uno de los Estados Unidos va y visita al rey de Jordán, que todavía es ahí una monarquía, no llega con las manos vacías. Él trae un regalo. And the gift that this person brings serves to indicate to that king what that person thinks about him. I'll say that again. What that gift does, it allows the king to know in what esteem that person that's coming to him regards him. 
Lo que hace el regalo es que ayuda al rey entender cómo el que está visitando al rey mira al rey. Qué respeto le tiene el rey. Qué, qué consideración tiene con el rey. The gift indicates to the king what you think about him. It indicates. Now please hear me. If we serve the king of kings, if we serve the Lord of lords, we should never enter into his presence without a gift. Si usted y yo sirvimos al rey de reyes, señor de señores, usted y yo nunca debiéramos entrar en la presencia del rey sin algo que darle, sin un regalo. We cannot enter without a sacrifice. No podemos entrar sin un sacrificio. Primera de Pedro, capítulo 2, verso 9, lo leímos. First Peter, chapter 2, verse 9, says, But you are not like that. He's talking in the previous verses about the world and how, how lost they are and they don't hear God and they don't have a relationship with God. And Peter says, But you are not like that. Dice en el verso 9, Pero ustedes no son así. En los versos anteriores hablaba de que en el mundo ellos no están conectados con el rey. Ellos no conocen a un Dios, no tienen una comunicación con Dios, no tienen esa habilidad de, 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 de llamarse hijos de un rey, de un Dios. Y dicen, no son ustedes así. And he says, you're not like that, for you are a chosen people, porque ustedes son un pueblo elegido. And luego dice, son sacerdotes del rey. You are royal priests. Now when it comes to priests, if you know anything about priests, you understand that the role of the priest was to come before the presence of God on behalf of the people. Si usted sabe algo un poquito sobre los, los, los sacerdotes, el papel que el sacerdote jugaba o, o, o tomaba, ¿verdad?, en el, en el pueblo es que el sacerdote venía ante la presencia de Dios representando al pueblo. But the priest never entered into the presence of God without a sacrifice. Pero el sacerdote nunca entraba en la presencia de Dios sin tener un sacrificio. So now we have scripture informing us that not only are we different, not only are we chosen, that we are priests unto God, but not only are we priests, we are royal priests. There is like a double thing going on here. Not only are we priests unto God, but that this God that, that we're priests for, he's also a king. And this activates this royal protocol that should be present in our lives. No únicamente dice la palabra de Dios que somos, no somos diferentes o que somos un pueblo elegido. Dice que somos sacerdotes, pero no cualquier sacerdote. Somos sacerdotes de un rey. Esto activa en nuestras vidas 
la necesidad de un protocolo real. You're not just anybody. You're somebody. Tell your neighbor you're somebody. Dile a tu vecino, tú eres alguien. Tú eres importante. You're important. And this means that if we live in a kingdom in which God is our king, and if we are a royal priesthood, this tells me, this should indicate to you as well, that we cannot enter into the presence of God without killing something and bringing God a gift. Esto nos indica y nos dice que si usted y yo vivimos en un reino en donde Dios es el rey, usted y yo no podemos entrar en la presencia de Dios sin primero matar algo y presentarlo como un sacrificio. No me no se me asusten, don't get scared, okay? I'm not saying that we need to go back to killing things. We'll, we'll get to there. See, we come to these places, venimos a estos lugares, and we enter through those doors, entramos por esas puertas. And we think it's all about us. Y pensamos que se trata todo de nosotros. We, we, we get to church and we get to places like we were this weekend. We were three days, the past three days we had services, amazing services where God moved. Los últimos tres días llegamos a lugares como estos o como lugares donde estamos. Los últimos tres días servicios donde se mueve el poder de Dios. Pero, pero como pensamos que se trata de nosotros, nosotros... Dictamos nuestra alabanza sobre nuestros sentimientos. Because we think it's about us, we dictate our praise based upon how we feel. We, we can go even deeper than that. We, we dictate our praise based upon how other people around us are praising. Basamos nuestra alabanza no únicamente en nuestros sentimientos, sino también en cómo la otra gente a nuestro alrededor están alabando. And we think it's about us and we limit God to our feelings and we limit his power to our feelings. And then we expect God to do wonder-working miracles in our lives. Limitamos a Dios a nuestros sentimientos, limitamos su poder a cómo nos sentimos en ese momento y entonces todavía así esperamos que Dios haga un milagro en nuestra vida. But we need to understand that praise is not dependent on how we feel. Pero tenemos que entender que nuestra alabanza no depende en cómo nos sentimos. Psalm chapter 34 verse 1, David says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. David dijo, bendeciré a Jehová en todo tiempo. Su alabanza estará de continuo en mi boca. 
This means that when I feel like it, I'm going to praise him. When I don't feel like it, I'm going to praise him. Cuando tengo ganas de alabarle, le voy a alabar. Y cuando no tengo ganas de alabarle, aún así le voy a alabar. It means that when, when I'm tired, I'm going to praise him. And when I have all the energy in the world, I'm going to praise him. Cuando estoy cansado, yo le voy a alabar. Y cuando tenga toda la energía en el mundo, yo le voy a alabar. When I don't feel well, I'm going to praise him. When I feel well, I will praise him. Cuando estoy enfermo, le voy a alabar. Y cuando no me siento bien, le voy a alabar. I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praises shall continually be in my mouth. Mendeciré a Jehová en todo tiempo. Y sus alabanzas estarán de continuo en mi boca. Why do I do this? ¿Por qué hago esto? Because it's a sacrifice. Porque es un sacrificio. It's a sacrifice. Listen, church. Sacrifice is not a feel-good word. El sacrificio, la palabra sacrificio no es una palabra que nos hace sentirnos bien. I've never in my life made a sacrifice that felt good. Yo en mi vida nunca jamás he hecho un sacrificio que se siente bien. It hurts. Me duele. I don't want to do it. No lo quiero hacer. But I... Don't come before the Lord with empty hands. Pero no vengo ante el rey con manos vacías. I've never killed something within me that brought pleasure to me. Nunca he matado algo dentro de mí que me trajo placer. Do you know that when we run astray from God, that when we mess up, that when we commit mistakes or we make mistakes and take the wrong paths, go down the wrong roads, it's because we get what we want? ¿Sabía usted que las veces que usted y yo cometamos errores cuando nos salimos del camino de Dios, cuando usted y yo estamos haciendo decisiones que no están correctas, es porque usted y yo estamos obteniendo lo que queremos? We come to church, we come to worship, we come to hear a message and we expect God to move in a supernatural way in our lives. But we only give him what we want to give him instead of sacrificing something before him. Venimos ante Dios, venimos a la iglesia y, 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 y alaba, llegamos y queremos que Dios haga algo especial en nuestras vidas. Pero únicamente le damos lo que queremos darle y no sacrificamos nada. Even if you don't say amen, it's true. Aunque no diga amen, es cierto. We run into trouble in our lives. Sin gets into our lives. We fall short of God's will in our lives when we get what we want. Nos metemos en problemas en nuestras vidas. Cuando el pecado entra en nuestras vidas, caemos cortos de la gloria de Dios 
cuando usted y yo obtenemos lo que queríamos nosotros. This is why David said in Psalm chapter 23 verse 1, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not. Por eso dijo David en Salmo 23 verso 1, Jehová es mi pastor, nada me faltará. He understood that if he got what he wanted, he was going to run into some problems. And we see it in his life. He got things that he wanted and he fell short of the glory of God. But when he understood that if I'm getting what I wanted, it's getting me in trouble. Maybe it's better that I understand that God can provide everything I need and I should not have any wants. Tal vez es mejor, dice David, que si yo puedo entender que Jehová es mi pastor y él provee todo para mí, no me va a faltar nada y no voy a querer nada. We get into issues when we become the ones who are leading ourselves. Nos metemos en problemas cuando nosotros somos los que nos estamos lidiando y guiando. There's a difference. There's a difference between what you need and what you want. Hay una gran diferencia entre lo que necesitas y lo que tú quieres. See, what you want to do is you want to stay in your seat and you want to keep your mouth shut. But what you need to do is you need to get out of your seat and give God a sacrifice of praise. What you want to do is you want to stay home and not go to church on a Sunday. But what you really need to do is you need to sacrifice a little bit of your time and say, Lord, I need to go to church today because I need to praise you. I need to receive from you. I need to offer up a sacrifice. What I, what I want to do is I don't necessarily want to commit to a city group, but what I need to do is I need to be a part of a city group because I need community in my life. I need people to pray for me. I need people to be in relationship with me. Lo que nosotros queremos tal vez es no venir a la iglesia un domingo, pero lo que necesitamos hacer es venir ante la presencia de Dios en la casa de Dios y traerle un sacrificio a Él. Alguien puede alabar al Señor. Can someone worship the name of the Lord today? Because what we want is not the same as what we need. This is why, this is why Paul writes in Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, that God will supply all of your and say God's going to supply all of your wants. Por eso dice Pablo en el Filipenses capítulo 4 verso 19, Dios suplirá todas tus necesidades. No todo lo que tú quieres. What we want is very different than what we need. And if we're not careful, if we're not careful, we begin to approach God through the things that we want. Si no tenemos cuidado, pensamos a venir ante el Dios que es Rey y siempre venimos a, a, ante Él con las cosas que nosotros queremos. 
God tells us that if that, 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 that he will supply what you need. You, you want this, but that's not what you need. You need this. You, you want this job, but I know you really want this, but you're not ready for that. And this is what I'm giving you. Trust me. You want this man. You want this lady, but that's not good for you. You think you need it, but that's not what you need. This is what you need. Because what we want will never fulfill us. But what we need will sustain us. Come on, how many have gotten something that you wanted? And then you get it and you're disappointed with it. Am I the only one? Because what we want is like, it comes and it goes. Have you ever gotten a brand new car, praise God? Like the eye is never satisfied. ¿Cuántos saben que han agarrado algo que ustedes quieren y como que luego, luego lo, lo decepciona esa cosa que usted quería? Have you ever got a new car and you get it and your eye still is roving? Oh, wow, that car is nice. Man, I should have gotten that instead. Sí, ¿no? Cuando agarramos lo que queremos, agarramos ese carro del año que queríamos, pero como que nuestro ojo nunca está satisfecho. Estamos con nuestro nuevo carro de alegres y luego pasa otro carro que nosotros percibimos que es mejor. Decimos, wow, mejor hubiera agarrado ese carro. We're never satisfied. And if we live our lives based on, we, on what we want, we will never live fulfilled lives. But when God gives us what we need, what we need will sustain us through the good and it will sustain us through the bad. What we need will sustain us through the joy and what we need will sustain us through the pain. What we need will sustain us when things, when the bank account is full and what we need will sustain us even if the bank account only has a dollar and 32 cents. Some people can relate. Porque lo que necesitamos es lo que nos va a sostener. Porque lo que queremos nos falla. And if we're not careful, our flesh will lead us. And the Bible tells us that we should not be led by the flesh. We should be led by the Spirit. Si no tenemos cuidado, lo que nos va a guiar y lo que nos va a lidiar va a ser nuestra humanidad, nuestra carne. Y la Biblia nos dice que usted y yo debemos de andar por fe y por el Espíritu. Our flesh will tell us, you're tired. Don't stand up. Don't shout. Don't sing. Don't praise. You're going to look funny. People are going to look at you. People are going to think you're crazy. Listen, who cares what somebody else may think about you? They don't know what God has done for your life. They don't know what hell God has brought you from. Usted debe de entender que no debe de interesarnos lo que piensa alguien más de nuestra alabanza. Porque tu carne te va a decir no alabes, no adores, no levantes las manos, te van a pensar que tú estás loco. No importa porque la gente no sabe lo que Dios ha hecho en su vida. Ellos no saben las cadenas que han sido rotas. Ellos no saben el infierno que el Señor lo ha salvado a usted. 
There's a preacher that said one time, our praise, the size of our praise is directly proportional to the hell that God has brought us from. If anyone has been brought out of some hell today, can you stand up and can you give God some praise today? Come on, can you give God some praise? Can you give him some glory? Can you give him some honor? Can you give a sacrifice? Puedes dar un sacrificio al Señor. has delivered you. God has delivered you. Dios te ha liberado. We go to sporting events. And I know when we talk about praise, this always comes up. We go to sporting events and we don't care what people think of us. Go rayados. Go chivas. I don't know if there's chivas fans. Go cowboys. Go Rangers. Go Raiders. No, no, no. Stop there. <laughs> Go Bronco. No, no. And, and, and we get excited. We don't care. We'll jump. We'll, we'll, we'll get excited when our team scores. In fact, they don't even need to score for us to get excited. Venimos y miramos nuestros equipos de deportes y nos damos, nos llenamos de emoción cuando ellos anotan algún punto o meten un touchdown o meten un gol. Pero ni tener, ellos ni tienen que meter un gol para que nos emocionemos. They don't even have to score as long as they get to the red zone. Woo! We're about to score. Oh, something good's about to happen. Come on, give me five, everybody. Here he goes. He's going to step back and he's going to throw a touchdown. And we're going to go up on these guys. Protect this house. They don't even have to score. I'm nowhere near finished. <laughs> but we're, we're going to wrap this up. They don't even have to score. They get past the 20-yard line. We're in field goal range. Ni tenemos que anotar con que estemos en el lado opuesto donde ya vamos a meter un gol o vamos a meter un touchdown como que nuestro corazón comienza a latir un poco más rápido. Como que nos emocionamos, nos ponemos de pie con la expectativa. With the expectation we get so hyped up with the expectation that just maybe they call the right play and they score. And he steps back and he says, like, he throws it, we get up on our seat. Oh, man. He didn't catch it. And we get so excited. What if? What if we came to church as if we are on the 20-yard line, we are on the red zone, and that God is about to deliver that breakthrough that you've been asking for. God, today, he might possibly score that touchdown that you've been asking him for. He might possibly answer that prayer today, and we show up to church, Lord, I know you're here. Lord, I know you're going to do something today. I didn't come with empty hands. I'm here praising. I'm here dancing. I'm here giving you honor. I I don't care if I lose my voice. I don't care if I have to call in sick tomorrow. I know that we are in the red zone. 
What if? What if we approach God that way? Que si viniéramos y cada vez que viniéramos a este lugar, viniéramos con esa anticipación, esa expectativa de que Dios tal vez hoy es el día de mi milagro. Tal vez hoy es el día en que mi equipo mete el gol. Tal vez este momento es el momento en donde Dios va a contestar mis oraciones que yo he tenido ante Él. Maybe this is the moment. Can we not get excited with anticipation? Can we, is it really possible for us to remain quiet when we, when we have this expectation that God is going to do something in our lives? Because it's not what you want, it's what you need. You need God to answer your prayer. No es lo que tú quieres, es lo que tú necesitas. Tú necesitas que Dios conteste tu oración. Tú necesitas que Dios toque tu familia. Tú necesitas que Dios salve a tus hijos. You need God to save your family. You need God to free you from that addiction. You need God to save you from that sin. Can we get excited? We might score today. We might make it today. It may not look pretty. It may not sound good. We know you're off key. It may not even, even look like you're on rhythm. But we need to follow protocol when we come before God. Tal vez no se mire muy bonito. Tal vez no pueda cantar bien o tal vez no pueda moverse en ritmo. Pero usted y yo cuando venimos ante la presencia de Dios tenemos que seguir el protocolo real. We cannot come empty handed. We cannot be silent. No podemos estar silencios. Listen. Every kingdom has a sound. Todo reino tiene un sonido. And I'm going to tell you, any kingdom that doesn't have a sound is a dead kingdom. Cualquier reino que no tenga un sonido es un reino muerto. And I'm going to go even further. Any church that is silent is a dead church. Una iglesia que está silencia es una iglesia muerta. Porque una iglesia que reconoce que hay un, rey, un Dios, un Rey todopoderoso que está en medio de ellos, no se puede quedar silencio. No puede estar sin hacer algún tipo de ruido. No puede estar sin ofrecer algún tipo de sacrificio. We cannot be silent when we are in the presence of the King. We cannot be present. We cannot be silent when we are in the presence of our God. God has been too good to us. I used to tell people when they would visit. I used to tell them, I hope you enjoyed it today. Cuando visitaba gente, personas que venían por primera vez, segunda vez, tercera vez. Antes, cuando me despedía de ellos, decía, espero que tuvieron un buen tiempo. But somewhere along the line, 
God convicted me of that. And he, he just impressed upon my life that, you know what? What if I didn't want them to enjoy the service? En una ocasión lo dije a alguien y Dios impresionó sobre mí que qué, qué si yo no quería que ellos disfrutaran del servicio. What if I wanted them to get so uncomfortable that they left church, they got home and they actually changed their lives? Que si yo quería que se sintieran tan incómodos durante el culto, que se iban del culto, llegaban a su casa y realmente cambiaban sus vidas. Because the reality is that when we're comfortable, we don't move. Right? La realidad es que cuando estamos cómodos no nos movemos. Three days ago, two days ago, we got home really tired. We got home late. And changed into pajamas, got ready to go into bed. And my wife was already in the bed. And I, I got into bed. And have you ever gotten into bed and you get into the right and the perfect position? You're like, oh, man, I'm going to sleep like a baby. Thank God. And you enjoy it for all of five seconds. And then my wife says, Honey, can you get up and turn on the, lamp, the, the fan? No, I don't want to get up and turn on the fan. Cuando estamos cómodos, no nos queremos mover. Llegamos a la casa el otro día y, y me acosté y estaba tan a gusto. Era esos, esa posición que iba a dormir toda la noche sin moverme, tan a gusto. Y lo, lo disfruté por todos cinco segundos cuando dice mi esposa, mijo, ¿puedes levantarte a prender el abanico? ¡Levántate tú! ¡You get up! No, no, no dije eso, ok. Me porté bien. I behaved. Because when we're comfortable, we don't want to move. What if God says, you know what, you can't be comfortable. There's got to be a change in your life. No puedes estar cómodo. Tiene que haber un cambio en tu vida. No te puedes quedar sentado sin moverte. Tienes que ofrecer un sacrificio porque la manera que estás viviendo no está correcto. You have to get up and you got to give a sacrifice because the way that we've been living is not right. And God is making us uncomfortable. But at the same time, he wants us to offer up a praise. A sacrifice of praise. Our discomfort causes us to change position. Right? Nuestra incomodidad nos hace que cambiemos de posición. We're sitting on the couch. Legs crossed. Legs up, whatever. Our legs fall asleep. And what happens? We move. Se duermen nuestros pies porque aunque estábamos cómodos, se duermen los pies y ¿qué hacemos? Nos movemos. We, when we come to church, we can't get so comfortable that we don't move. Cuando venimos a la iglesia, cuando venimos al reino de Dios, no podemos estar tan cómodos que no nos podemos mover. We cannot come to the kingdom of God and be so comfortable that we can't offer up. A sacrifice of praise. 
So I'm going to give you, I've been preaching 40 minutes, okay? I, I know, I know. I'm going to ask you to stand. But I'm going to give you quick, three quick things. Three quick things. And I'm going to ask Sister Sol to go to the computer because I have him on the computer and there's no one there right now. There's three things about praise and I'm just going to give them to you really quick. The first one, just click on it when you see it. Well, the first one is, okay, that's fine. You just leave all three up. You did not let me reveal them. It's okay. You have to praise when you don't feel like praising. Tienes que alabar aunque no sientas alabar. Son tres verdades sobre la alabanza. Three truths about praise. I don't feel like praising. It doesn't matter. When you come before the presence of God, you praise. You don't come empty-handed. No siento como alabarle al Señor. No importa. Cuando usted viene ante la presencia del Rey, lo que usted trae en su mano le va a decir al Rey qué es lo que usted piensa de él. What you bring before your, in your hands is going to tell the king what you think about him. You have to bring a praise. You have to bring a shout. You have to bring an action to the table. Your feelings do not change the truth that God is worthy to be praised. Tus sentimientos no cambian la verdad de que Dios es digno de ser alabado. Number two, when you open your mouth, God will open his heart. Cuando abres tu boca, Dios abre su corazón. There's an old song that we used to sing in the choir. When his praises go up, his blessings come down. Había un canto que cantábamos en el coro hace mucho tiempo atrás. Cuando sus alabanzas se levantan, sus bendiciones caen de arriba. I don't know, is there some people here today that want to move God's heart? That want God to open their heart up, his heart up to us? Is there someone that's willing to lift up his praise? Is there someone willing to lift up his name? Is there someone willing to open your mouth so that God will open his heart? Come on, I dare you. Worship the Lord. Worship the Lord. Worship the Lord. Hallelujah. I know, I know we're ready to, to worship a number three. Last thing, last thing. Don't try to impress God with something he's already given you. With something he gave you. No trates de impresionar a Dios con algo que él te dio. No. Dios no es impresionado con tus habilidades. God is not impressed by your abilities. He gave them to you. But you know what he didn't put in your mouth? He didn't put his praises in your mouth because you can decide whether or not you're going to praise God. Pero sabes... Tú no puedes impresionar a Dios con tus habilidades. Él te los dio. Pero ¿sabes qué es lo que no te dio? Él no te dio su alabanza. Porque tú y yo decidimos si sí o no vamos a abrir nuestra boca y vamos a alabar al Señor. 
No, le, no lo vas a impresionar con algo diferente. You're not going to impress him with anything else. You're not going to impress him because you play a guitar or because you play. He gave you that. It's your duty to give that to him. But you are going to impress him when you play the guitar with all of your heart. And you play the guitar to give him the honor and to give him the glory. And it doesn't matter what people may think about you. It doesn't matter what people may say about you. I will bless the Lord at all times and his praises shall continually be in my mouth. Something happens, church, when we praise God. Algo pasa cuando usted y yo alabamos a Dios habrá alguien que hoy quiera alabar al Señor habrá alguien que hoy quiera levantar una alabanza is there someone today that wants to worship the Lord if you do let's step up to this altar let's come to this place let's give him honor let's give him glory let's give him what he deserves he is our God he is our King we did not come